All right. Well, hello, hello, hello. It is time for the Outpouring Fellowship podcast with me, Matthew Patton, Caleb Meal, and our and our good friend from Down Under, Malcolm George. Shalom, uh, everyone. Malcolm, it is so good yeah. to have you finally on our podcast. It, 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 it um, it, we've been trying to figure out ways to get everybody, uh, whoever's involved with us on, on set. And with Malcolm being, you know, from Down Under, Australia, uh, it's kind of hard to find, get him at a good time. But he, right now it is uh, 1 a.m. where he's at right now. We're recording right now at 1 p.m. At least my time. I'm in South Carolina. Matt, it's like what, what time at your 10. area? 10, 10 a.m. So we're all in different time zones. We're all working it out. And we really appreciate Malcolm making the time just to at, at, at 1 a.m. in the morning at his time just to be here. So, Malcolm, thank you. It, it, it's an honor to have you with us. Oh, look, thank you. It's uh, a pleasure to uh, be here with you great guys and looking forward to uh, having a good chat for this next hour. All right. All right. So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, uh, but yeah, it's anyway, guys, who are, for those who are listening again, welcome to the, our uh, newest podcast. So basically, this is this is basically this podcast is introducing one of our uh, team members, Malcolm. So, uh, Malcolm, the, the floor is yours. Uh, we we want to hear uh, your testimony. We want to hear about how you heard about uh, Omega Kingdom Ministry. We want to hear about um, uh, and, and what you, what the Lord is leading you. And we want to hear what's going on in Australia. So, but first, let's hear about your testimony. So, the floor is yours. Oh, thanks, Caleb. Yeah, look. Uh... Uh, look, I was brought up in a Christian home. I went to a Baptist church uh, from, you know, uh, when I was quite a young child, probably, you know, maybe four or five years old till uh, I was about 20. And um, I also went to Christian schools uh, for most of my schooling and uh, always had a strong faith in Jesus Christ. Um, uh, always believed the Bible. You know, just like everyone else, had my struggles at different seasons and, you know, with, uh, you know, different uh, challenges that we all face in life, you know, with different uh, different types of uh, temptations and different types of, uh, uh, you know, work-related issues and, and financial issues and all these kinds of things. But at the end of the day, uh, I have a strong faith that uh, the Bible is 100% infallible and, and inerrant. 100% inerrant as well. And uh, I think the most important thing is that no matter what season in life we're in, no matter what challenges we're facing, that we look to the author and the finish of our faith, Jesus Christ. So, so look, I don't remember a specific day that I gave my heart to the Lord, but I was, my, from my earliest memories, I always had a faith. Um, and uh, I always have believed that the Bible is is the word of God. So so that's the beginning. I uh, left the uh, Baptist church at the age of 20 and took about a year off church. And uh, then I started going to a Pentecostal Assemblies of God church and went there for a number of years. And I uh, have visited, have been you know, part of other churches since. But I found that uh, being involved in a Pentecostal church and experiencing the gifts of the spirit and operating them, uh, you know, both prophetic, etc., it helps my Christian walk, and um, I'm grateful for the different pastors and different leaders that um, I've known and come under uh, in different church environments. And I really believe it's important to be in some kind of fellowship, whether that's in a church environment or in an ecclesia environment. So, uh, in terms of how I uh, came into knowing about ecclesia, I uh, I've always had a very strong interest in. Uh, Bible prophecy, and even in more modern day prophets, if you could use that term. And um, one person in particular that uh, I used to listen to quite regularly was a guy called Mark Taylor, who uh, was formerly a member of, uh, you know, fire and emergency services in Florida, and uh, was a firefighter and uh, well known. And uh, he actually promoted uh, the Ecclesia Group and uh, Amiga Kingdom Ministries. And that's how I found out about it initially. I know at a later date, um, he, he's gone on to other, other things as has uh, Amiga Kingdom Ministries. But I, I um, 
still, you know, have an affiliation with OKM, and I really respect and appreciate uh, Russ and and uh, Thomas and uh, the team that they've got there. They've got uh, and Kevin Bushy, another guy. So they've got a, a great core team of people who um, ex- have explained Ecclesia very well. So I was in a group that Thomas did back about three years ago, roughly. Uh, for about three months and what happened at that time was that uh, I learned all about Ecclesia and I never had any depth of understanding or knowledge about that subject before that time. Um, you know, when uh, when they were in a Caesarai Philippi, Caesar, Caesarai Philippi and, they, and they were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, it was like a, a synonym for hell and um, Jesus was with Peter and uh, you know everyone thought everyone thought that uh, you know, well Peter thought that that he was a superstar because you know he just got this uh, and uh, everything seemed to you know look good and then and then he got a quick message to say uh, get behind me Satan so it just shows you how in our <laughs> life I think this we can all take this on board how we can go from being uh, the, the top of the pops to, to the bottom of the ladder you know like snakes and ladders in, 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 in moments in seconds so, um, but look, from from that uh, learning experience, uh, and you know, there's a range of different books that we went through. I come to came to appreciate uh, um, Ecclesia and what it's all about, and um, and I got invited to be able to uh, you know, learn from and speak with Caleb and and Matthew and and his wife and a number of other people, and I've come to really enjoy the you know, the, the fellowship and the people involved. And yeah, I'm just here to, to uh, play a, a, a role and, and see uh, how I can contribute to the team. Well, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you have any uh, questions for him real quick? Um, let's see. So let's see, found, found out about OKM through Mark Taylor. A lot of people did. Are you actually doing Ecclesia right now in terms of like in person in Australia or? I have, I have people that I share um, my faith with uh, at a personal level. I'm not having an Ecclesia meeting in my home, um, but I do listen to uh, OKM uh, uh, at times and, and I really love West Rock. What Russ Wagner teaches about. I love a lot of the stuff that Kevin Bushy's done, and and I have a great appreciation for Thomas. So going back to those three, I have a huge respect for them. I also love what this uh, podcast is trying to achieve. Uh, we're trying to reach millennials for Christ, and we're, we're we're starting off on a different track, where we're saying, okay, look, what they've taught is is amazing and fantastic, great revelation. But how do we apply that to younger people where they can actually see that this uh, applies to them as well? You know, what what will actually attract the young people? And I think that's what we've been talking about uh, over a period of time. And, and um, look, coming from Australia, it might be a slightly different perspective. I mean, I'll give you an example. In it. My view here is that the, the, the secular um, media has really taken over with with convincing people that there is no God, uh, that you know you can do whatever feels good, you, can, uh, you know drink, you can do drugs, you can sleep around, you can do all these different things, but none of those things will bring fulfillment. None of those <laughs> things will bring fulfillment at the end of the day because because the only person who can fill that hole in your heart is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, uh, but look. Going to young people, you know, we, we, we can talk about a range of different things that can reach them. I think one of the greatest things that, that can reach them, um, being able to engage in great conversation um, and being able to, you know, uh, just show them that they matter, that we care about them, showing them the love of Christ and being able to reach out to them. I, I can speak to older people, I can speak to younger people, but I think showing people respect and, and uh, showing people that you actually care about them is a major key. What do you think, uh, Matt and Caleb? Absolutely, absolutely. Because the uh, uh, kids nowadays, it just it doesn't it doesn't seem like they're taught. Well, I know for a fact they're not taught discipline. They're not taught any values. They, especially in their in their own home, 
the parents are too busy doing work and, and all that. I'm not trying to sound uh, judgy, but uh, I worked at a childcare and I've seen some parents, how, how they act and how they treat um, their kids. Like, you know, or better yet, if they do something wrong, they don't, you know, uh, you know put their foot down and say, you know, stop. Or ready, you know, the kids don't take them seriously. So, but 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 my point with that is, it, it just seems like there's no discipline enough. There's no and there's no values being taught. All they're uh, being influenced now is by media, social media, you know, YouTube videos. They they have everything is uh, you know is free to access, and they're and then therefore therefore you know agendas are already put being put in their face. So mm -hmm. absolutely, they, a kid. But and with all that, and as they grow into this. Then, um, then they, they come to realize, okay, um, better yet, they um, they got no one to uh, truly uh, influence them, and then really, and ultimately, they, they, that's what they want. They want someone to be. They want to be mentored, but you know, all these things go hand in hand. And but no, people are looking for a, a form of mentor. It's just that that rebelliousness is, is you know, in, in all of us. And that's what we got to die to. But with kids, they, you know, they deal with the, that rebellion as they, you know, as mature, uh, as when they go into teenagers, you know, all the hormones kick in and all that. So, uh, but you know, with uh, with with all that, it, yeah, kids are looking for you know um, someone to just talk with them, and this is why God tells us to teach kids at a young age, him teach him at a young age so that they have a foundation, and that way they can ask questions. And you're like, okay, well, that's good. You have this question. Let me tell you why. Uh, and then, but again, in the, in, the, in the end, it does come up. It, when, as they get older, it does come down to their decision. Um, mm -hmm. But that's why it's so important that we teach them at a found get at a young age so that they have a foundation when they go out into the world. Because I can't tell you how many times I've I've met people in youth groups. I have friends that you know how we're on fire for God, and yet when they go to college. They, they turn out right uh, 180 atheist yeah actually it's interesting isn't it i've i've heard some stats especially from the usa i don't have similar stats for australia that it's something like uh, 80 to 90 percent of young people who are you know born again christian uh, when uh, when they go into college come out as you said atheist it could even be a high percentage just like it's almost if you don't want your child to fall away from the faith. I mean, the, the Bible even warns us in Thessalonians about the great falling away before the before the Lord comes. And I think, unfortunately, one of the ways that children end up or or adolescents end up uh, falling away from Christ is is this, is the peer pressure, the social pressure uh, at, at a university campus or a college campus where they're taught um, secular humanism. They're taught that. Uh, you know, we, there was a big bang and suddenly, uh, you know, the monkeys formed and then eventually over billions of years, man came out of that. And uh, when you actually start to look into it uh, at, a, at a deeper level, you can realize it's, it's just all lies and deception to lead people away from the truth of the word of God and the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is the true and only Messiah. And um, we as, as, as uh, members of, of the body of Christ, have to be able to lead people back onto the straight and narrow path and say, look, no matter what you've been taught at college by these secular humanist professors who who have an agenda by their superiors to lead you away from the truth, we have to show them the love of Christ and uh, be knowledgeable enough of the word of God to be able to speak the truth into their hearts so that they to, to actually uh, get through to them to realize, hey, there is another way. You know, how many people end up, um, you know, uh, drunk uh, and, and all sorts of bad things happen to them uh, because they're vulnerable and because, you know, they, they want to be accepted because, you know, they want to feel loved by their peers. They want to feel loved by, you know, someone special. And, and so as a result of that, they, they feel like they have to fall into line with the social pressures or the, uh, from their peers. And they, you know, they get wrecked. I remember seeing on the front page of the newspaper in the city in which I live where a 15-year-old girl died because she inhaled butane gas. I think it was butane gas of all things. It's like, what the heck? Why are people under pressure to do these crazy, ridiculous things that takes their lives when all they need to do is to be 
and taken by the hand by responsible people, by people who actually cared for them and showed them the right way. And we have a responsibility, you know, we have a responsibility to actually lead people in the right direction because it's so easy to fall off the path, you know, especially in this modern world. There's so many temptations with uh, social media, with, um, you know, all the access people have on the internet to a whole range of things which, which are not good. Um, you know, we have to, we have to be disciplined, and we have to show the love of Christ, and and we have to be bold. Now, I think you know one of the great things about uh, in the Book of Acts that we read about is the boldness and the zeal. It says a group of twelve people who are called the twelve apostles literally turned the world upside down with the message of Christ because they were filled with boldness and with zeal and the power of the Holy Spirit to reach the lost. They literally turn the whole world upside down. And we have the same Holy Spirit living inside of us today to have to get the same results. And you know what? I know right now that in the USA, as an example, there are uh, um, fires breaking out in the spiritual yeah. realm in, in, in college campuses. I heard just only recently, I was listening to a, uh, a Perry Stone message where he was just talking about uh, something like um, 76 different campuses over the USA uh, having spot fires of outpourings of the Holy Spirit where young people are coming together and praying about yeah. the political situation, are praying about the social situation, praying for their peers, pr praying for uh, people to come to Christ. You won't hear it in the media. You probably won't hear it on Facebook unless you've got you know the right echo chamber you're listening to. Uh, so this is why we've we've got a we've got a powerful message. We've not only we don't only have the power a powerful message. We have the one and only message that will save someone's eternal soul and lead people to um, uh, not only eternal bliss but but uh, uh, fulfillment fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, uh, and it just goes back. To the, um, this, I don't I don't think this is fulfilling, but it's like parts, kind of like with with what happened in Acts when the Holy Spirit came down, and what's happening with these college um, camp, campuses. Uh, it's part of the part of the fulfillment of the prophet Joel. Yeah, yes. that, that, that that my spirit mm -hmm. will be coming on all flesh. Now, again, I don't think it's the fulfillment, but it's definitely the beginning. The, the book of Acts was definitely the start of it. And as we continue going on and entering in these end times, we're getting close to it. We're getting closer and closer. Things, Other things have got to come in, but things are getting closer. And yet the youth, they are, they are hungry. I have noticed ever since uh, graduating from college, even within college, people are hungry for more than just sitting in pews, listening to a good message. They want they, they want their, or their faith to be real. They want to see Jesus moving in them and through others. They want to see people's lives change. People and, and the reason why we're doing all this is because and we've mentioned this through past um, uh, podcasts uh, that you know millennials are leaving because it's just not it's not real to them and they turn to other things and more dangerously they turn into they turn to uh, Satan. They turn into they turn to uh, witchcraft or sorcery because because it's so it you know it's easily offered power is easily offered you know given to them and you know I mean, they can do things I mean I've heard testimonies and it, it would it would it would surprise you it, that this stuff is real this is why God tells us to stay away with that kind of stuff because it is real to put in a pop cultural metaphor it's kind of like the dark side it's easy exactly you don't have to work Caleb, at it. can I. Kelly, can I just pick you up on a point there? I, yeah. I want to extrapolate or expand upon something you just said. Go uh, for it. You know, you talked about people don't want to be sitting in pews. Now, let's talk about this because in Ecclesia, the whole, one of the major purposes, purposes of Ecclesia is for you to be put into a position where you contribute. Mm. So as an example, in an Ecclesia group, it's not like a church where you come to listen to a good message, you know, you, you sing a few songs, you know, you, you hear a message about why you need to um, tithe, uh, you know, you, you, you hear a message <laughs> about the love of Christ and, and, yep. and about why, about, uh, you know, why you need to love others. It's not about that. It's actually in Ecclesia. It's about coming together in a group of people. And the Lord might have given you a prophetic message. He might have given you a psalm. He might have given you a poem. He might have given you... Um, a chapter of the Bible to read. He might have given you a, a vision. He might have given you a dream. He might have given you some sort of revelation from the Word of God that's become clear to you that you need to talk about or reveal in the meeting. And 
what Ecclesia is all about is you contributing, not to come along to hear a good message. Not that that's a bad thing to hear a good message. Right. But the point is, the Lord wants us all to be put into a position where we can all make a difference, where we can all contribute. Absolutely. And the whole purpose of Ecclesia is that every, like, if, if you go to a, 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 um, a group meeting uh, where everyone's catching up for a meal, uh, it's quite often everyone, someone, the host will say, please, everyone bring a plate. Now, this mm. is like the spiritual equivalent. Mm. We all need to bring something uh, that the, the Holy Spirit has given us. We've been inspired by, we've been, we've been shown, we've been, or something's been revealed to us. And we come to a meeting to contribute and to, to make a difference. The Lord might have, might have given us uh, a dream about a particular individual that's going to be at that meeting where we lay hands on them and uh, the Lord heals them of some sickness or disease. Or it might be that the Lord's shown um, some sort of hurt that that person's going through or been through and the Lord wants to heal them of that. Or it might be that the Lord has shown them some prophetic insight of the future, which is a positive thing or a good thing to, to give them hope the Lord's come to give us. So these are, there's so many different aspects of how the Lord could use us in an Ecclesia meeting. Whereas if you go to a standard church, 95% of people are sitting in a pew. Like sometimes, you know, obviously there's, there might be a worship team, there might be a prayer team, there might be, uh, you know, people that uh, help out at Sunday school. But generally speaking, at least 90% of the people in most churches are sitting in the pews, uh, just lapping it up rather than coming to contribute, to make a difference. And what you have, the Lord has given and put in, in your heart, can be just as important as what anybody else contributes at the meeting. And you can make the difference. You might be the person that actually touches that person's heart that needs to be touched and, and, and break a stronghold or break break uh, some sort of uh, uh, thing that, the, that uh, the, the enemy has got over that person's life. And the exciting thing is the Lord wants to use you not just the leader, not just the pastor, not the not just the senior pastor, or not just the worship team. He wants to use you, male, female, young, old. Everyone can receive something from the Lord to make a difference that can impact somebody else's or many other people's lives for Christ. And even, and even just adding to that, I love that illustration of the dinner table. I love that. That's so true. And that's what you I mean, honestly, yeah, that's what it should be. Um, also adding to that a team okay with a team you have to have a leader but the team does the rest of the team they don't do they're not supposed to do nothing they're supposed to contribute to this person this person on the team does this this person on the team does this but you have a leader to help guide and to help encourage and to and you correct whatever but you have other people being active at the same time mm -hmm. with an ecclesia it's like a, a task force team or whatever whatever kind of team but everyone contributes to uh, the mission, the the assignment, the task, Absolutely. the goal, you know, all that. You know, it's interesting, right? Um, but one of the scriptures uh, that I think is really key for Ecclesia is talking about that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all principality and power. So what does that really mean? So my take on it is this, that at a spiritual level, Christ has given us his authority since he um, from the dead he rose with a supernatural authority where he took the keys of death and hell from Satan in hell or wherever he was and he gave it to the church that means we have authority over the enemy we now have the spiritual authority that Christ gave us that means that we can tear down strongholds in the spiritual realm and, and we can uh, we, we can have um, we, we can pray with boldness and we can decree and declare in the spirit you know, uh, what is bound in heaven is bound on earth. What is loosed in heaven is loosed on earth, which means we have authority over those things. And so uh, what, are the, what are some examples, some practical examples? If there's a prostitution racket going on, we can cast that down in the spiritual realm. We can destroy it in the spiritual realm. And the effect can actually be in the natural. What about if there's a drug gang in town, uh, 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 which are going around doing violent acts so that they can get drugs? We can pray in the spirit. We can actually start to take our authority in the spirit over the spirit behind that and bring it down in Jesus' name. We, we can see people who, who um, uh, you know, haven't got a job who are homeless. We can actually start to uh, help those kinds of people we, uh, in a practical way to find shelter. 
we can, we can, you know, the Bible says, who are those people that actually clothe those who are naked, that find shelter for those that, that need a roof over their head, that uh, don't have the essentials in life, or are broken people because alcoholism has destroyed their life, or or drugs has destroyed their, their brain. What the Lord can restore, and we have the authority in the name of Jesus, because Jesus took the keys and He gave. He said, "Now I give you all authority in heaven and earth to you, the body of Christ, to you." the bride of christ to operate in the power and the spirit of god almighty and that's how the the, the uh church in the book of acts the, the 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 disciples turned the world upside down because they knew the authority they understood the authority that christ got for them or gave them when he when he rose from the dead and they operated in it and they literally turned the time and there was also a strategic thing where that was at the very time where the Roman roads had actually been built. So they were able to spread the message of the gospel all around the then known world in a very short period of time. Now just think about that in the 21st century context. We have aeroplanes that fly all over the world. We have ships that go all over the world. We have you know, railways, buses, cars. Uh, we have more forms of transport available in a 21st century context than we've ever had before. So our and then you've also got the online thing with, with uh, the internet. So our, our means of communication, our means of travel, our means to get the message out um, is, is like it's never been before. Now another aspect is is uh, different versions of the Bible. Uh, my understanding from speaking to uh, missionaries or, or people in missionary organisations is that there was only a very few uh, languages that were, that the Bible had not yet been translated into. And uh, I'm not sure where that's at right now, but uh, my understanding is that they were planning on having, trying to have that completed by the year 2020. And, and the Bible says in Matthew 24, 14, and this message of the gospel will go into all the world and then the end shall come. So we are in that time frame. I'm not talking about an end date or I'm not predicting an exact time frame. What I'm saying is we're in a season where we can see that what uh, the uh, work that the enemy is doing, but we can also see what the Holy Spirit is doing. And he's, the power of the Holy Spirit is greater than anything the enemy's got. And, you know, going back to a point that was made earlier in this program, you know, um, a lot of people go into the occult or, or worship the enemy uh, once they have been into a church that is dead and there's no power there. Well, Christ has given us that authority and he's, he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit. The nine gifts of the Spirit He's given us the fruit of the Spirit. If we start to operate in the power and in the glory that he has given us and, and we start to uh, 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 push through in the spiritual realm, the, the power that we can operate in is much greater than the enemy. And I have heard many, many stories, as an example, from, from places like Africa where witch doctors have tried to stop spiritual meetings or they tried to take someone out. But the power of the prayer of the men and women of God who've got together in power and authority has literally brought down those witchcraft uh, doctors, witch doctors, and many of them have given their heart to Christ when they realized that the power that came through the men and women of, 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 of Christ was greater than what they had. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world and the weapons of our warfare and that kind of mighty in God from pulling down the strongholds. And this is the this is the reason we can um, operate with confidence. We can speak the word of God uh, with boldness and with zeal because we know we have the truth and we know um, that, that uh, the word of God sets people free from the power of sin and death. So that's the good news. Hallelujah. It is. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love hearing testimonies like that because it's true. Uh, and 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 ex-Satanists that will come, they will come and they're giving their life to Jesus. They'll tell you that the spiritual realm is real. They we 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 experience it ourselves. It is real, and we and we and our mission. They'll tell you that some of our missions was to, to attack churches that were really on fire for the Lord, and uh, and some were and and some they were either either defeated or they were successful. Because whether for whatever reason that maybe the Holy Spirit wasn't there for whatever, but the but the enemy is always uh, mission is to tear down uh, uh, us, is to tear down is to uh, divide them for whatever whatever, and, and and they do, and then when the Holy Spirit um and, when, and for those who are walking in the Spirit and they, and they'll recognize it they're you know being a spirit filled you know spirit led and they, and they will rebuke it and they and and those people and the guys 
they get the demons freak out they freak out and then and before you know it they're delivered and then they see wow this is he is the god he is god there's nobody else so it's 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 always encouraging to know how people how from that life when they they've turned from darkness to light literally and it's it's incredible it is i mean it's (sighs) yeah the the reality of the gospel the reality of the spirit realm it's something that's been stolen from us in large part since oh i don't know the at least the mid 18th century Mm. Uh, since the enlightenment ironically right right (laughs) um the age of reason i mean yes good things have come from it don't get me wrong but it's also stolen a lot from us yes and not that we should go back not that we should sort of regress as a society to um to a time before we had you know scientific understanding but we need to augment that scientific under understanding with an understanding that the spirit realm is very real yeah and very powerful yeah absolutely and that's part of what ecclesia is about yeah, and look, um, if you go into the Greek word uh, ecclesia, and I'm, I'm, you've probably said this before, but it's worth repeating. Go for it. That that an ecclesia uh, in the original Greek was like a parliament or a congress in American context, where the political leaders of the day would come together and make decrees, and they would. Uh, make changes to society based on the legislation and the laws that they would pass well in our in our situation the ecclesia is a spiritual ecclesia where we have authority in the spiritual realm over the earthly affairs of men when i say men i mean the human race if you like the men and women and we um, as children of, of the most high god have that authority to actually pass laws spiritually or to make decrees in the spirit realm, spiritual realm to affect our society. And like, can I, I just want to give an, an opposite example. I mean, if you look at the LGBTQ community, they have actually been quite effective in changing society in a, in a negative sense to, to bring in uh Laws so in Australia, as an example, there was a thing called a plebiscite, which is similar to a referendum, although legally it actually doesn't have the power. But they changed the law to allow gay marriage. Well, according to the word of God, that is an abomination, and that actually has a negative impact not just on uh, on our society but on future generations yes. uh, that out may not even yet be born. So, um. This is where we, as the body of Christ, need to be able to take our authority and try and take that down in the spiritual realm. And it can be done. Look, I'll give you an example. Just only in the United States of America in the last 12 months, Roe v. Wade, which was uh, the, the abortion law, uh, yeah. allowing uh, on, uh, you know, uh, on-demand abortion in every state of the union, uh, was taken down at the high court level. Now, mm-hmm. it took 50 years of prayer and faith to do it, but it happened. It actually mm-hmm. happened on, on like a jubilee cycle, which is a, which is a no, whole other uh, uh, yeah. interesting uh, 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 conversation. But yes. uh, the fact that we have that power, and I believe that it actually shows that the, the body of Christ is still alive and well in the USA by the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned, which brought it back to the state, to the state level. and those states who choose to um, not have uh, abortion on demand, in my view, will be much more blessed than those that do. Because Absolutely. there is, you know, in, in the in the book of Deuteronomy, it talks about there's blessings and cursings based on the decisions we make. And if you, you know, God loves life, the enemy loves death. He can give you life and eat more abundantly. He can give you a future and a hope. And so we have to be giving life to children, not to be not to be snuffing it out, because the, the next child that comes along could be the next Billy Graham, or could or could be 
the next um, uh, next evangelist that leads uh, many many people to Christ. Uh, mm. So there's so many examples. Uh, you look at the, the um, great awakenings that the USA has had in the past, and uh, America's been blessed with many spiritual outpourings, uh, revivals, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, moves of the Holy Spirit, and uh, it, that that child could be the one that the Lord had chosen to lead the next the next ecclesia or the next revival or, or the next move of God or the next, or, or, or to um, move through in an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is why life is precious to the Lord and it's not being given to us to take life away from somebody else. That's why it's called murder. It, you know, it's only, um, it, 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 that's up to the Lord, you know, and our role is, is to is to give life is to is to promote life and to give hope and to show the love of christ so that people can come into the fulfillment of true life and you know let's talk about this what is true life life is knowing jesus and making him known is having a relationship with the lord because if you don't know the lord jesus christ as your personal lord and savior then it's like you're a zombie walking around not knowing why you're here the whole purpose is to know the Lord God Almighty, and so that He fills that 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 empty part of your heart, so that you can have fulfilment, and then you can sh- you can then operate at that spiritual level to show the love of Christ and to be that example to others, to lead them in um, to Christ as well. Amen. Amen. As you can tell, folks, Malcolm's got a fire in him. He is mm-hmm. uh, he is on fire for the Lord. We love talking to him. Uh, uh, um, having conversations, uh, giving us updates of what's going on in the U.S. and uh, Australia, and he, he's quite the encourager. He encourages me um, whenever we, whenever we get a chance, and it, it just shows you that we're all in this together. We're all in this together. We're all going through the very, even though different, um, different. I'm trying to say it right. Different paths, but on the same journey. You know, uh, we're, we're on different roads. In a sense, boy, the, the roads all lead that that you know, our our roads lead to Jesus and lead or that our mission. Malcolm's mission is this what, uh, that Jesus has given him. Our mission with me and me and Matt. This is our this is our assignment right now until the Lord moves us. So uh, it's whenever we come together, we just we we encourage each other. We we tell the truth. We tell how it is, what sin is, and all that. And uh, but. It's this is all just to try to like what Malcolm said is to life matters and millennials their life just um, matters because they're looking for meaning. That's the other thing. That's what we do is to show that there's still meaning. You, 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 yes, you may may get frustrated with what what you went through, whatever's going on, whatever happened, but there's still a purpose for your life in Jesus. Now, now just get with the right family. You're with the right ecclesia. And, and together with with the, putting Jesus back as the head, He will guide us in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's like we we truly have a burden for our generation, you guys. We want to reach you so that you get what we have. Not that we have it perfect. No. <laughs> It's a journey, and we would love to walk alongside you on parallel paths, to uh, borrow that metaphor. Um, but it's there's love that you've never experienced. There's power that you think you've seen, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Right. And there's community that maybe you've experienced community on some level. Our, you know, our generation is great at that. It really is. But we have not seen the the fullness of it. We've gotten a taste. A taste. And some of us not even that. Maybe maybe for you it looks like your gaming guild Maybe it looks like a group that you meet with at the coffee shop. Who knows? You do. The Lord does. But it wouldn't take much to turn 
that group, that guild, into an ecclesia. Really. Just surrender your life to the Lord. Make him Lord. And what that means, that that's kind of an alien concept. In at least here in the West. Because it and especially in America, we purposely do not have those sorts of titles, right? Um because we broke away from that. We broke away from the king in England. Allegedly. Not going to get into that. <laughs> but a lord in most other contexts, whether historical, whether geographical, there's someone who has the, has the right to tell you where to go and when to go and how to do. And then you have to do it because they're the Lord. You are their subject. You owe them loyalty, if nothing else. Because they are the Lord. Because they, de they defend you. Because they set up trade, for instance, in a you know, more secular, political sort of realm. You know, basically what our parliaments, our congresses, our presidents, our prime ministers, that's what they all do. It's all the same stuff. We just like, we like to think we elect them. <laughs> Instead of having the title passed down, right? Mm. But this title doesn't pass because the holder of the title never passes. He did once, but then he came back. And that's why he deserves our loyalty. That's mm -hmm. why he deserves our, our obedience. Ooh, ugly word, right? <laughs> our submission. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing when you when you choose to start down that path because then all of a sudden it's not about what you think you know it's not about what you believe is important anymore it's about what he says and not that decisions go away you still have to decide whether you're going to submit at any moment whether you're going to lay your lay your life down and that is a that's an ongoing struggle for all of us yeah and just again again saying an example with the when jesus called the disciples they again they had a mindset they probably had a mindset this is how jesus is gonna do uh do this this is how he's gonna fulfill his assignment this is how he's gonna bring redemption salvation and again they were proven wrong is is completely the opposite and jesus and when we jesus resurrected he he sh of course just seeing him arose from the dead that was a that was a statement right there but also just showing them that this had to happen so that everyone can that believes in me and, and wants to follow me can be redeemed so yeah. again it's not about what you think it is are you willing to be are, are you willing to have are, are we willing to have our minds changed every day by him because he knows what's best. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at the uh, key ecclesia scripture. I'm just, just going to read it. Go for it. Jesus replied to Peter, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. So just going back a step, what was, what was it that uh, the Father in heaven revealed to Peter? That Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is our hope. He is our eternal uh, uh, future. And so uh, the, the Jesus Christ is the true Messiah. And so Jesus said, and I say unto you that you are Peter and upon this rock, the rock is the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Mm. I will build my ecclesia. And I'm, you know, most, Bible, uh, most Bibles yeah. uh, will say church. 
but the correct Greek word is ecclesia, which is that called it out once, which have that authority to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit to take back the world which the, that the enemy has taken from us. I mean, in positions of power that, that many of these secular people have in tops of mountains like uh, the media mountain, the, the family mountain, the, the church mountain or the religious mountain mm-hmm. and all these other mountains. But I actually don't think it's just talking about that. I think what it's talking about is where we are a spiritual company of people. We're to take the positions of power in the spiritual realm. You know, I have. I think it's great when Christians uh, enter into the politics or enter into become CEOs or become uh, other top positions. That's a good thing. That's great because we are called to be salt and light in our society. But what this is talking about in Ecclesia is taking our authority in the spiritual realm as a called out group of people to take down strongholds of the people will not be deceived by the um, temporal pleasures of this life or, 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 and, and allow the destruct- hope that we have in Jesus Christ and that they can have a restored life from alcoholism, from drugs, from prostitution, from uh, all sorts of destruction. Jesus Christ said, you know, it's interesting. When you look at Jesus' life, you know, he would go and hang out with the so-called sinners of the day, with the prostitutes and, and, and the down and outers. That people thought, why would you go to that man's house? Why would you go to see Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector? And, you know, he's ripped, he's ripped us all off. Ah, yes, but that man's decided uh, after spending time with me to give his heart to me, and he's going to give back seven times what he stole. Mm. So, you know, Jesus saw the, the future. He didn't just see the current circumstance. And, you know, that there was a situation where a woman uh, poured out expensive perfume on Jesus' feet. And, of course, uh, the one so-called disciple that was evil, Judas Iscariot, said, oh, why would you allow that? We could have given that money to the poor, when really he was thinking about stealing it for himself. Mm-hmm. Ah, but Jesus said, no, this is to prepare me for burial. So Jesus saw the greater good. He saw the whole purpose. And that woman, her name will be remembered forever because she did a good deed. She, she gave all of what she had for uh for a a a great purpose so the lord the lord wants us to understand taking our authority in the spiritual realm to win back the lost and not only to win the lost but to actually become disciples of christ where we can actually show the way we can actually lead the way and it's interesting you know a lot of millennials have a lot of zeal um and and and, you know know how to party and they know how to do things imagine if they put that zeal if they directed that zeal into christ Absolutely. And so many of them are starting to have to do that now, like you know, with all these um, spot fires in these in these college campuses all over all over the US. Yeah. And it's not just the US. You know, it's amazing. I have seen so many examples in in, in places like uh, Indonesia and 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 and, and uh, Africa and other places where the Holy Spirit is moving, and literally huge numbers of young people are coming to Christ. And oh, sometimes, you know, these sometimes these stories aren't told because, like, it seems to be hidden, and 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 the media doesn't talk about it, and we don't hear about it. But the Lord right. is doing great, great, and amazing things, even in places like China, in the underground church, and in places like Iran, which are, which is like a, a, an Islamic country. But I have heard stories like something like thirty percent of young people are now uh, have now given their heart to Christ. If that's anywhere near true, that is that is a mountain shaking. Uh, uh, development because of the uh, of the persecution of of, uh, of the enemies that came in. It's just interesting um, that the Holy Spirit is moving, and we just have to be aware of it, and we have to go with with what the Holy Spirit is showing us. Absolutely, and and, and and it just makes our it make it makes the faith our faith real. It's it's and exciting. That's why I, that's what I love. I keep hearing you know people saying the Bible's boring and all that. Really, have you really read it? I mean, yeah, sure. As a kid, you know, we we, we get to the that we believe that nah, it's boring. But really, if you get older and as you study it more, it's just like this happened, this happened, and that, and then we're actually seeing this in real life. I'm just like, yeah, this is this is exciting. And then I mean, you look further back, and you're like, wow, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the story of Israel. It's like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> how, many times, uh, you know, how many times do we have to make the same mistakes over and over again before oh we get up and, gosh, and uh, don't get me started? Don't get me round started. Mountain. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I've been around the desert 40, 40, uh, for 40 uh, years as well. So, okay. Preach it, uh, brother. Many, many of us can uh, can fully comprehend and understand the pain when. Uh, 
you know, you know, we have so many challenges and, and, and things that happen in life, and and um, you know, we have one that's close, so close to us, it's closer, closer than a brother, closer than a, than than uh, anything you can possibly have because he literally can reside inside of us, and um, not only knowing that, but then living in that spirit, living, you know, uh, knowing the Holy Spirit and 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 living in His power and living in His hope that he that he uh, provides to us uh, and that clarity of heart um, you know gives us that peace of God that surpasses all understanding that no matter what is going on in life we, we can run to him you know and uh, to God that surpasses all understanding we know we're saved we know that we've got an eternity with him and then what are we going to do to make the most of this life that we have you know it's like if you were given a uh, 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 if you were if, if you were the owner operator of a of a of a racing team a car a racing car team and you had an unlimited budget to get the fastest car with all the best parts and put together and get the best drivers you'd be pretty confident that you could actually find a way to win well we've been given that race car we've been given the unlimited budget so to speak to win the loss it's just it it it, it, it what that means is it's to operate and live in the spirit so that we can defeat the powers of darkness so that we can defeat the enemy that comes against us uh and, and look you know often it's in, you know it's in the mind you know where, where we get uh, hit with uh, fiery darts the enemy with you know different thoughts and and, and ideas that that they aren't they're not godly but then we have to say no hang on i'm going to bring every thought captive to christ and i'm going to choose to live for him today and i'm going to allow him to rule and reign in my heart and in my mind so that I feel at peace and I'm not uh, you know off doing the wrong thing so I think that's the challenge in life is, is to just continually to submit ourselves to Christ and, and submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and, and just to know uh, uh, you know the authority that he's given us and to know the, uh, the love and walk in his love and then we can actually be true witnesses and we can be people that can actually make a difference and have an impact in other people's life through his love and through his power. Absolutely. I also and think I, it's important I, to acknowledge. There you go. Here you go. Yeah. And, and I, as I, um, I tell every, and I'm constantly reminded and I've, and I've said this to people that, um, actually, no, I, w- I was taught this and I, and I've been trying to apply it that we, the the battle is won. The war is won. But mm-hmm. the thing is, we're still fighting. But the thing is, as we're fighting, we're fighting in his victory. His victory. Every time we're fighting, we fight in his victory. And therefore, every in every situation, we have victory because he has victory. Yeah, we get to win because he already, done, he already winning, did it. Winning. <laughs> Are you tired of winning yet? Anyway, I, I mean, can, I don't think you can ever get tired of winning, can you? No. <laughs> anyway, but and you know about re- about actually getting in the word. I have a uh, a young guy that I've been talking to for about a year, uh, who just started reading the reading the Bible cover to cover, for the first like I think uh-huh. it's for the first time. Like he grew up nominally Christian, went to Christian schools, that sort of thing. Um, and sort of knows the Lord, but it, his commentary reading Genesis was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, dude, we, we need to set up a podcast and have you share your commentary on this because (laughs) like, it's so like, it's so pure and so not religious. Right. Hey, like he's looking at these people and going, "What the?" <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's, it's got to start going, somewhere. <laughs> yep, yep. And you know, it's it's refreshing, especially for me, who's in st- in seminary again. <laughs> you know, it's just like um, because so many. Uh, the the atmosphere here is so much the very religious mm-hmm. just oh the, these are the patriarchs who and you know patriarchy is evil by the way but <laughs> 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 but anyway so yeah it's it's 
it's been a treat to walk alongside him as he's kind of rediscovered his faith over the last year. And as he's getting in the word for himself, for what might be the first time. That's great. I'm like, That's let's great. do this, man. Like, I, I, I wish he wasn't back east. I would totally just sit there with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Well, to wrap this up, uh, this has been great. Um, uh, Malcolm, do you have any final thoughts for us as we wrap this up? Uh, I think I think one of my uh, key thoughts that I have is that if we just go and, and spend time with the Lord ourselves and actually start to seek his face, get into the word of God, get revelation, we don't even have to spend a lot of time. You know, like we all have busy lives, but mm. if you just spend even just a few minutes you might be reading something from the Bible, or, or, or even even uh, something something Christian, or might be might be spending time with the Lord and letting Him speak to you directly. You can then use what He gives you to impact others. And I, the Lord wants to turn us in, in uh, from people who uh, are, are, are pew warmers into effective disciples of Christ, where mm. we can make a difference to others. I mean, how exciting is it? Yeah. How exciting is it where you encourage someone else, where you make a difference for somebody else, and then you know they tell you how much they appreciate you, not because we're trying to make ourselves feel good because someone else has given us a compliment, but because we're actually making a difference in that person's life, you know, and that's what the Lord wants to, wants to do with us all. He wants to um, encourage us. He wants to then use us to to help others to to show them. Uh, the right way to go and to enable them to operate in the power and authority that Christ died for and, and literally gave us the keys to, of death and hell to so that we can have authority over it. So it's amazing what we can do. And uh, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing in the earth today. I mean, you know, we only hear doom and gloom through the media, but, uh, you know, if we if we turn off the media and start to tune in to the Holy Spirit and tune into the word of God and tune in to what God is doing in this day and age, we will be will be mightily encouraged because He's doing great and mighty things. That if He had told us in advance, we wouldn't believe it because it's, because it's, what He's doing is such a powerful work in our day. Mm. Amen. 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 Malcolm, thank you so much that, for coming on. We're so happy to have you. And guys, we're gonna have Malcolm on whenever he can, whenever he has the available time. He's part of this team, and whatever encouraging word, right, whether a message and all that, maybe just a message for you. Uh, but yeah, he's whenever he can, he's we, we're gonna have him on here. So get used to him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as we close, uh, well, you know, let's just close with a word of prayer. Let's just pray for Australia. We'll pray for the U.S. But pray that that uh, whoever's listening is impacted by what Malcolm has shared, what we've shared, and what the and what the Holy Spirit's going to do. So, real quick, Father in heaven, we just again thank you that Malcolm was able to join us on this podcast all the way from Australia. That he took the time uh, early morning, and Lord, we just ask you to give him a good night rest as he gets ready for a work for tomorrow uh, for tomorrow morning his time. Uh, Father, that you just bless him and his ministry, Lord. Uh, that he wherever he goes, that he continues to be a light for you and to all, and to uh, the city and that he lives in in Australia. We pray for the nation of australia lord we plead your blood over that lord we pray for an outpouring of your holy spirit there lord that you will pour out to the everyone there and that you will raise up righteous men and women of god that you would they would perform signs and wonders and being led by the holy spirit and doing all kinds of uh things in your name and to just give the gospel to the lost and to the people who have been corrupted by the lies uh and just by the demonic things over there father and even here in the u.s lord we, we thank you for what you're doing here lord and how you're preparing this nation for a revival and to getting back into you into your word and in prayer and just in knowing what a relationship with you lord lord that you that whoever's listening that people have been impacted been inspired and that you are just changing their lives father we pray this in the name of yeshua hamashiach jesus the christ amen amen, amen. well we've got a little bit of uh, sort of housekeeping to do um just in case you're wondering the music in the background is called indie folk background music by kale productions and you can reach the team um at outpouring underscore fellowship uh, at pardon me 
at uh, proton.me. And you can reach Caleb individually at at Caleb underscore meal on Instagram and myself on Telegram at Matthew76. Um, Caleb, if you've got any social media you want to toss in there. Eventually, I'm, I will, I'm going to add another email to it, but we'll get to I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know when um, we'll add that. But yeah, it's uh, Instagram at, 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 at Caleb. Um, that, uh, what was it? Underscore 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 meal so yeah that's that's where you can reach me and, and for, we probably would prefer the email that we that we have on there so you can reach both to both of us so in case if i don't if in case if i can't get a hold of you maybe matt can matt can't get a hold of you then i can so it all depends um but yeah that's that's where you can reach us and we we encourage we encourage it as always so god as you guys thank you guys and god bless